With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to the Team Predictor on the Arsenal Way. Myself, Guy Clark, back alongside Umar Chowdhury after a week away. Chris Davison had to sit in for your absence, Umar, for the the uh, game against Leicester City. Of course, Arsenal continuing on winning ways. And, uh, well, yeah, the uh, as I say, the confidence flowing ahead of the visit of Liverpool. Momentum's up, Guy. Momentum's up. We're winning games. We're performing well. The football's great to watch. The fans are excited. Yeah, bring on Liverpool. Um, to be fair, I don't really fear anyone at the moment. Liverpool, Manchester bold. City. That's bold. It's bold, it's bold, but we were having a discussion off air. And for me, it's a game which Liverpool will be favourites to win. Of course, I'm not saying that we're gonna we're gonna go there and we're gonna win. But as long as we take the game to them, which we haven't done for a long time, we take the game to them, we don't fear them, and we play the football that we know we are capable of doing, I'll be happy because for me it's it's a free hit. Like it's it's a game that say if we were to lose, I don't want fans to go into a meltdown and think the top four race is over because that would be idiotic. Because we're not gonna be getting Champions League football by the the, the Champions League race is not gonna be decided on say defeats to Liverpool, Manchester City. It's it's the games that we should be winning. So say if we if the result doesn't go our way, which fingers crossed it does go our way, but say if it doesn't, let's just forget about it, put it to the past, and let's focus on Aston Villa. But we're here to speak about tomorrow, and yeah, I'm confident. So I think we can get a result, to be honest. Yeah, the scheduling's mad as well, isn't it? Because for, for so long we've been saying the games with Chelsea, with Tottenham and Liverpool are the games in hand. But actually, given we're the only Premier League game that's taking place on Saturday with Aston Villa, these are two of the games in hand that are going to be eaten up. Of course, it would actually put Arsenal a game ahead of Spurs by that case. I don't think they do play in midweek unless they do then. I'm I think, I think they, they play against Brighton, I think. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, of course they play against Brighton. Yeah, yeah they do. They do. So, anyway, the, after the game against Villa, we we are, for all intents and purposes, caught up. Albeit we'd still have, I think, one game in hand on, on Manchester United, wouldn't we? But that's the thing where Arsenal put themselves in the position where they don't need to rely on games in hand. The points are on the board. I mean, as, as we were talking off there, I mean, worst case scenario at the end of this week is Arsenal still fourth. Exactly. That's that's why it was so crucial that we beat Leicester on the weekend. That was the game um, Manchester United played against Tottenham. So they picked up points there. Tottenham were gone a bit behind in the top four race. So it was crucial that we got our job done. We beat Leicester at home. So like you said, we're fourth now. And... We have three games in hand compared to our rivals. But they essentially, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, imagine we lose, imagine we lose. I want 
of course, as Arsenal fans, we want to get the points on board, but they're difficult games in hand. So the fact is we can go there, like like Thomas Party, like all the other players have been saying, treat every game as a cup final now until the end of the season. That's what I think they're going to be doing. That's what I think they have been doing. Leicester was the cup final. Liverpool is the next cup final. And then Aston Villa will be the next cup final. Take it game by game. And I think that's that's the right way to go about it because if we look too far ahead and as fans and as players, we can do that. I'm already doing it, but the season, there's still, there's still a lot of games to go. So just tick it off one by one and let's just see where we go um, until when the season ends. Yeah, definitely. I think kind of the, the mentality that Mikel Arteta has installed in the fan base as much as the players is he's so incredible. I mean, so often ahead of a, a, a what was it, a 10-game unbeaten run heading to Anfield, we were all beginning to get a bit carried away ahead of that one. We're brought back down to earth with a 4-0 defeat. Going into this one on a five-game winning run, there isn't that air of confidence. It's steely determination, as you say, focus on each game with its merits and take it for that. Don't get carried away and let's see where things are come the end of the season. So let's get down to what we are here for. And that is, of course, picking our Arsenal team for Wednesday night's clash with Liverpool. We're recording on Tuesday afternoon, the day before the game. And Umar, your team is on screen and well, it's unchanged yet again for Arsenal. Five game winning run. This has been the 11 that's been responsible for four of those five wins from the start. The only difference being, of course, Emil Smith-Rowe started in place of Gabriel Martinelli against Brentford. How can you drop them? We were discussing on air, but there's been talks that Tommy Yasu is back in training, but I wouldn't personally risk him. We saw we'd done that against Liverpool in the Carabao Cup fixture and they were, all went pear-shaped. Cedric's been doing a good job keeping him. He's deserved his place in the team and Tommy Yasu won't be 100% fit. Um, so there's no point risking him because we're going to be needing him in these next 12, 11, 10 games until the end of the season. So I, I, you can't drop anyone right now in, in this team. They're playing so well. There's an air of confidence about them. The football that they're playing, like that video I saw um, after the Leicester game, the passing, they killed the game. Like the, the passing that they were producing, that's what Mikata has wanted from this team, game management. When you're 2-0 up, 1-0 up, kill the game. Don't let the other opponent have a sniff. Don't let them even have an opportunity to get a chance back, to get a goal back. And he's been speaking about it prior to this game that comparison has been drawn to the Manchester City game when we played um, uh, earlier on on New Year's Day the game management wasn't there so he, he he wants to see that against Liverpool and I think these players right now they have an air of confidence about them like you said determination they're motivated to get back into the Champions League you see these interviews Thomas Partey a club like Arsenal belongs in the Champions League and he's right they do but you need to show it on the pitch. And that's what they've been doing. Party seems to be getting stronger week in, week out. And he's getting close to scoring more goals, the shots on target, hitting the crossbar. But yeah, with this team, you can't drop anyone. Like, we're going to be having substitutions. They're going to be called upon. Smith Rowe, he's back. Pepe could make an introduction. It is going to be a squad game. But on paper, the first 11 right now, I think this is the first 11 for me. So, yeah, I, 
let's just take it to them and let's just see what they're capable of doing because I think they've done such a good job so far. So who are we to say that they can't continue this? Yeah, it does feel New Year's Day was was fairly pivotal, albeit off the back of the Everton game, Arsenal had won three Premier League games, four Premier League games in a row ahead of the visit of City. But you were mentioning it there and actually only one change from this eleven in that game. And that was, of course, Tommy Asu played at right back instead of Cedric, which we all know is first choice option. But as you say, he's not fit. Maybe perhaps he has been in training and they're preparing him for this game. And that will be a surprise element. Equally, not Matt Sharp. I don't think Luis Diaz is the guy to throw him in against and uh, and see as a progress report where he's at. So I do get what you're saying there with, with, with Cedric. Obviously, back four, White, Gabriel and Tierney. I mean, defensively as well. I think Ben White, he started coming in for some some praise off the back of the Leicester game and the run and kind of how Arsenal have now pieced together this defensive unit. And albeit it was a huge price tag and, and not the dominant centre-half that you would perhaps expect paying that much money for. But nonetheless, he has had a really transformative impact on this defence of, of making Gabriel even better, assuring him of his confidence. The passing between the two of those, including Ramsdale as well, they play through a press all the time. And and, and White with that crucial challenge against James Madison as well in the Leicester game. He, he has got defensive instinct, albeit others might want to uh, to put it out there that he doesn't. I've I've never understood that that all these fans who have criticized not even not even our Arsenal fan base, but opposing fans have criticised the price tag, 50 million. Um, they don't think he's a good defender, but they don't watch Arsenal week in, week out, if they're saying that, because defensively, I think he's he's, he's been good. Yeah, he's made mistakes, but what defender doesn't? But aside from the fact that he defends good, he knows how to play out from the back, do you know what I like the most about him? I like that he, he's, he's not afraid of getting stuck in. He's got a dark side. He's, got, he's, he's like a dark arts character, the stuff that he does in the pitch. Yeah. And I think I think we've lacked that for many years, a character like that. You'd probably agree. I don't know. Yeah, he also has real pride in the clean sheet. Um, and, and you see that, the way in which there was there was an instance against Le- uh, against Leicester City. I can't remember exactly. It might have been Patson Dacker. Ramsdale came to come yeah. and catch the ball, clashed into to the player for Leicester City. Rolled over, was down on the floor wincing. And Ben White was there pruning him, just, just getting grass out of his face and just making him look nice and just making sure his goalkeeper was all right and just making sure everything was as it should be. He's not going to go and win 100% aerial success rate and, and win all those aerial duels and, and everything like that. But he he calms everyone else down in the back four. I think one thing that isn't spoken about is the fact he's come from playing in the back three in Brighton into a back two because of how expansive Arsenal are. The vast areas of, of distance he has to cover and patrol across as that back four, as well as his ability to play. We know what a good player on the ball he is, but defensively as well, he's been absolutely fantastic. Mikel Arteta was asked in the press conference if he's England's best centre-back, and I, I think quite clearly he must be getting to a point now of really challenging even John Stones for a place in that England eleven. Now, yes, Gareth Southgate has built an England squad that's been together for a long time, but in Ramsdale and White, if he were to, in one fell swoop, install both of those into his defensive unit, the two who who very much have an understanding and know-how of how one another operate and maybe would, would finally be, I suppose, unlocking England. I know we're 
obviously here to talk about Arsenal, but maybe moving England to a back four as opposed to being stuck in a back three, which does seem to have been something Southgate's wanted to do for a little while. You, you've bigged up Thomas Partey in the midfield, alongside him, Granit Xhaka continuing in that more advanced role. And what about Martin Erdegaard? I mean, this guy, I mean, what, September, October? A lot of people wondering where he would fit in, even long-term at Arsenal. Now, I would argue, he's the first name on the team sheet. Easily. Easily, without doubt. I think Mikhail Tan knows best. I think in the summer, there was a lot of talk, James Madison, um, when Arsenal were interested supposedly in him. Our most majority of Arsenal fans, I'd say, they wanted James Madison's signature. But then, obviously, when that move didn't materialise, Arsenal went back in for Martin Odegaard. But I think Martin Odegaard was always the priority for Arsenal, for Mikhail Tan. Um, they brought him on loan. They understood his capabilities. They understood what kind of player he is, character. So they assessed him through that period. So they knew what they were getting, um, if they were going to fork out however much they paid. So since he's come in, he's just growing and growing and growing. He's a leader. He, 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 every time I see him on the pitch, he leads by example. Not only that he's barking orders, that he's shouting, but he leads by example the touches, the passing, like in one moment during that Leicester game, the ball came to him and in normal circumstances, any other player would shoot straight on target. But he switched the pass. It was such a beautiful reverse pass to Bakayo Saka. And I was thinking, this player, he's, he's special. And he's so young as well. But aside from the technical ability that he has, he does the hard yards. The, the amount of work that he does off the ball, is second to none. The amount of running that he does off the pitch, in the pitch, is 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 he's a full complete midfielder. What what more that he he could probably do is get more goals, um, because the output could be more. But I think that'll come in time. I think he just needs to. I think with Martin Odegaard, sometimes when he's in the box, when he has a chance to shoot, sometimes he thinks, ah, oh, let me just go for the final pass. But I think that'll come in time. I think they they'll be practicing that in the training ground. And that goal against Watford was was beautiful. So he has it in his locker. But what a player! Honestly, like he's the type of player that in a few years' time we could be talking about. Hopefully, hopefully not. But a lot of teams will be eyeing him up because he he's such he's such a good player. But now we're at a stage that Arsenal are building something here, and I think in a few years' time, this team is going to be really really special because the age profile, the talent that they have in their locker. We're just we're just a few players adding different different kind of players, different depth in this squad. And yeah, I think we, we can do anything. We can we can we can do anything. Yeah, so you've got midfield of Party, Odegaard and Jack Saka, Lacazette and Martinelli up front. I'll move on to my side and surprise, surprise, it's the exact same. Um, reason being I completely agree with you. You you just can't change this team at the moment. And I am wary that there is the game and it's a tight turnaround to the Aston Villa away trip at lunchtime on Saturday. So I would say start with the strongest 11 and make the changes as and when required. I mean, this 11 have Mikel Arteta's full trust. You can add Tommy Asso into that. You can add Emil Smith-Rowe into that as well. That's 13 players. And then I think at the moment on the periphery of that, you've got Nicola Pepe, you've got Eddie Nketiah, who's getting frequent minutes off the bench at the moment. 
and and perhaps Sambi Lokonga, but he doesn't quite seem to have trusted him just yet to put him into that midfield three. Albeit, I think he's got the characteristics and profile to really suit playing off that that left hand side. And that was the only thing I was contemplating. But I do think Granite Xhaka, just with his big game know how, albeit so often as as, as as let his temperament get the better of him in games like this. I do think we are seeing a slightly matured and, and composed Granite Xhaka in this system. But myself on, on Erdegaard, I mean, as you said there, he is so fantastic. And albeit, of course, there were three FA Cups in four seasons for Arsenal during the late Wenger years and including the 15-16 season, was meant to be that real charge for the title. 13-14, we had a, a promising crop of players it didn't quite work for. But I would say the, the age profile and looking at this squad is as exciting an Arsenal team as we've had for a decade or more since you go back to the likes of Wilshere Song, Fabregas, Nasri, Van Persie. That kind of side, the, the names all roll off. They all obviously went on and won trophies. Most of them, of course, not with the club. Theo Walcott did stay around and, and win them. But what you were saying on Erdegaard there, I feel, unlike in, in recent years around big players, confidence and safety in numbers that this group is going to buy into the philosophy of staying and should Arteta sign a new contract to actually say, yeah, for, for the next cycle, for two or three years, I'll buy in, I'll sign the next contract, I'll stay here and show me where we're going and that we are going to win the titles. Otherwise, that would then be the point I'd begin to, to worry because of how young these guys are. I don't think they need to commit to now saying we have to win trophies next season, we have to win trophies this season. They do have time on their side. It's true, like, just thinking about it, you need to take into consideration Pep Guardiola is not going to be at Man City for, 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 for possibly a long time more. You never know, he may sign a new contract, he may not. It depends how the season goes, but same with Jurgen Klopp. So these players, what they need to do, they need to stick together in a couple of years' time when, say, possibly Jurgen Klopp departs, when Pep Guardiola departs, it's going to be natural for Man City and Liverpool to fade away because of the managers. This It's going to be common sense. You see what's happening with Chelsea at the moment. They, they've got their off-field issues. So again, if these players can stick together and we can add players, it doesn't have to be a number of players, but high-quality players each window, this summer is going to be crucial again. And if we can add them... I think, yeah, in a couple of years' time, this team this team can dominate because you still need to look at the age profiles of the team. They're so young, like Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, Gabriel, White, Tini, Ramsdale. They're the key components of the pitch. And look how young they are. Like, if we can get a striker and if we can add high-quality depth in other positions, say right back, this, this team can do anything. But I think Mick Arteta knows that as well. Because he is, he he knows that there's still more to do with this team. He knows this team's not the finished article. So he'll be saying to Stan Kroenke, he'll be saying to Edu, "There's a foundation here. Let's build upon it. Champions League is the first step into getting back to where we want to be." But Arteta's not going to stop there. No way, Jose. He's a winner. He wants to win trophies. So. Yeah, that steely determination, and he keeps repeating it in press conference recently. He's a, he's a man of few words, Mikel Arteta, and I, for one, I think probably misinterpreted that 
during the early part of his reign of thinking, come on, give us more. There needs to be more communication to, to get the fans on side. But as I said before about that mentality is installed within the fan base as much as the players. I do feel now we're at a point with him where actually you are, he's a man of few words, but you buy and you hang on each word that he says. And when he says what we're doing right now is a start, but there's still a gap that we need to bridge. He is targeting taking Arsenal right back to, to challenging for league titles. It's been a long, long way away. And, and even, I suppose, the challenges of the late Wenger years, they didn't seem to be built on solid foundations. But that's what it feels Arsenal are building. But, Umar, bring it back to the game before we have predictions. It's going to be some test this. And I, and I suppose, going back to your point you made at the start about it almost being a free hit, is it's a great position to be in that this is the test that Arsenal can put themselves up against. But it's not kind of everything riding on this game, albeit if they do win, be some statement. It would. It would be even not not even like the performance, if they can produce a performance similar to what they produced against Manchester City, but reduce the errors that they made in the game, like game management, I think they can get a result. I think I think in front of the home fans, because I think this season the home fans have been great. They've supported their team for thick and thin, even when the teams have not performed well like performances wise they've still cheered them on and it's going to be an evening kickoff under the lights 8 15 it's going to essentially be like a champions league fixture on a wednesday night for just us with the premier league and yeah, play just with the premier league <laughs> from playing but the atmosphere is going to be rocking the fans are going to be rocking and if we can go gung ho at liverpool but be smart because they're a fantastic team they'll want to prove a point because they'll want They've seen Manchester City's result against Crystal Palace and they all know that there's a chance for them to capitalise. But we can't be thinking that because we have our own ambitions as Arsenal. We're targeting trying to get back into the Champions League. So don't 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 fear them. But look at how the games we played this season against Liverpool, how they were, because the Arteta will be drumming into them throughout this week. You'll have you'll be putting the videos on the on the TV, this is how your performances were against this season, and you need to reduce these errors if you want to get a result against Liverpool because Liverpool they capitalize on mistakes so good. So we need to just be smart. But right now, I don't fear anyone because we're playing so good. We've got momentum in our strides, but it's going to be a tough game. But I think I think we can get a result. This that's why I'm thinking a draw. I think it could be a high scoring draw. So I'm going to go two two. 2-2, fair enough. Yeah, we played them three times this season, not scored a goal against them. So, yeah, I'll take you 2-2. Two, two. I've would, I, I, I said I would I would bite your hand off for a draw. Um, I mean, I, I think every time you get a, a fan to do a prediction and you did it through the course of the season, they predict the team to go unbeaten. And I think this is one such occasion where I'm going to say draw, but maybe not quite a true reflection of what may happen. And I, I have to admit, I don't share your complete confidence. I am, yeah. I am on the fearful side of it. But equally... I'm, I'm enthused and I want to see Arsenal go at Liverpool and put a game on. I, I think last season's 3-0 defeat is up there with the most embarrassing defeats of Mikel Arteta's reign. I mean, just the way in which the ball couldn't be taken off Thiago. And that was during a time where Liverpool really weren't great shakes. Yeah. It was at the start of their run that they got themselves into the Champions League. And I felt as though we could have gone at them. We didn't. And as I say, 
I, I think there's still something there that needs to be put right against them. Um, I'm going to predict a 1-1 draw. That's where I'm going to sit. But as I say, I, I'm more concentrated, as you kind of say, on performance level and actually what we can do against Liverpool and, and how we can stay in the game as opposed to just have to sit back and, and accept our lot and, and, and pray to get away with a draw. But I do think we can go at them. And I do think, hopefully... There are some vulnerabilities we can expose, albeit they've kept six clean sheets in their last eight in which they've won every single game. That's it from us, though, here on this edition of the Team Predictor. Do make sure to uh, subscribe to the channel if you are new around in. Drop a like on the video as well and share your 11 with us. We will have a look through them prior to kickoff. But remember, most importantly of all, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Glory, 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 glory.